You are listening to the Advisor Solutions Podcast, episode 35. Welcome to the Advisor Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Finley, president of Advisor Solutions. Do you like a good story? Who doesn't? Let me tell you a quick story that I think you're going to relate to. Picture this. Have you ever been in a meeting with a prospect and you feel that they just don't get it? You've got some great recommendations. It took you hours to figure this out. And you're sitting down and you're going into the details and you're trying to help them understand it, but they just don't get it. In fact, you're so confident that it's right for them that you ask for the order. Are you comfortable moving ahead? And they look at you with that deer in the headlights look and they just say, let me think about it. (laughs) Can you relate to that story? If so, know this. You are not alone. Most financial advisors, insurance agents, wholesalers, branch managers, and even agency managers don't have a well-thought-out process for helping prospects understand products and services that they haven't seen before. And they don't even know it. And the reason they don't know it is because they're too busy telling prospects what they should do instead of helping them understand why they should do it. And get this, helping those folks, those prospects, understand the products and services that they are recommending by relating those products and services to something that they do understand. So what do you do? (laughs) You've got two choices. Keep doing what you're doing. You'll keep getting the same level of success or lack of success that you've been getting. Or you could learn story-based selling. That's what we're going to talk about today, story-based selling. So if you're ready to learn how to create a great story, then stick around. So why this topic? Why would you want to learn story-based selling? Because people love a great story. And when they can relate to that great story and understand the analogy, the metaphor, or the meaning behind it, then they'll understand the product or service that you're recommending. Remember this. People don't buy unless they understand why. (laughs) You see, if they're lost and they don't understand why they should buy that product and service that you're recommending, they won't do it. And If they don't understand what it is that you're recommending, that's even worse. They really won't do it. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about three things in this podcast. First, the importance of story-based selling so that you understand why a great story creates a connection. Second, the four solutions for story-based selling so you know how to overcome common challenges when you're using story-based selling. And third, the top five story-based selling stories so that you know how to craft your own stories as well as use stories that work for other advisors and agents. Now, before we jump into those three things that you're going to learn in this podcast, I need to ask you a few questions. What would your business be like if you knew exactly how to create great stories? Would you feel energized? Would you feel empowered? Would you like your business more? And would you apply what you learned? If the answer is yes, then let's begin. 
The importance of story-based selling. How do top producers sell? This has been a question on every financial advisor and insurance agent's minds who strive to be the very best in their business. You might think the top producers sell based on years of experience or vast product knowledge. <laughs> but you might be surprised that that's not always the case. Let me explain what I mean. Picture this. Think back to a time when a wholesaler came into the office. They set up shop in the conference room. They bought you lunch. They bought a dozen of your colleagues and friends lunch. And then they proceeded to tell you about the latest and greatest product that they have. And the top producer is sitting right in the front row. Later that day, you hear that the top producer had actually put a lot of money into that product. And you're thinking to yourself, well, how do they do that? Now, you might be thinking, well, it's because they had a large client base, which they could make calls to. While that might be true, having hundreds of clients doesn't mean you're going to have a lot of success. You might also be thinking that it's because that person's clients are high net worth clients. Well, that might be true too, but that doesn't mean that those clients are actually going to put their money into an investment that this advisor is calling to talk about. You see, the reason that this advisor in this story has been able to put so much money into that product is because they believe in the product. You see, you can't sell something that you don't believe in. But also, get this, they were able to do this because they could tell a great story. You see, that top producer most likely sat there asking questions to develop a great story so that they could call their client base and explain why it's right for them. See, clients and prospects alike connect with a great story because they can understand the product or service better because they can relate it to something that's familiar to them. You see, the key is to use an analogy or a metaphor or a story that is easily understood and tie it to a product or service that is not easy to understand. And when you can do that, you can do story-based selling. And that's what we're going to talk about next. The four solutions for story-based selling. Most financial advisors and insurance agents run into common challenges when crafting stories. And the following four solutions for story-based selling will help you to overcome these challenges. So let's jump into number one. Number one, crafting your story from the right brain. If you're like most left-brain people, you might find this process a little uncomfortable at the beginning anyway. But over time, it'll become natural. Crafting your story from the right brain is a function of using metaphors and analogies. Let's go over what those are. A metaphor. A metaphor is a figure of speech in which one thing is spoken as if it were another. Here's an example. All the world is a stage. Now, an analogy. An analogy implies that there's some similarities in some way between one thing and another. Here's an example. Life is like... A box of chocolates. Sure you heard that one before. Or this one. <laughs> Insurance is like a plunger. You hope you never have to use it, but if you do, you're glad you have it on hand. Now, I literally was in Durham, 
North Carolina. And I remember I said that insurance is like a plunger. You hope you never have to use it. But if you do, you're glad you have it on hand. And I had a guy halfway up this auditorium yell out, I used it today. And I said, your insurance? And he said, no, the plunger. <laughs> my, my point is, is that he understood the analogy. Now, part of crafting your story from the right brain is to, to understand the three keys to crafting a right brain story, which are this. Number one, keep it simple. Successful story-based selling concepts are really something that you want to keep simple so that everybody understands. In fact, the simpler the concept, the better the story is. Number two, use visuals, questions, facts, principles. You see, when you use visuals, people can relate to that. When you start drawing things, they can relate to that. When you ask questions, you pull them into the story. When you tell them a few facts, you create credibility. And when you have principles or patterns, the philosophy of the investment or the moral to the story, they get it because they can connect with emotions. And here's the third, third step to crafting a story from the right brain. Create a trial close. See, once the story is told and the prospect or the, the client understands the connection between the product or service that you're recommending and something that's familiar to them, it's time to test it out by doing a trial close, such as, can you see how this can help? And this will give them and you an indication of whether or not they get it. When you do that, all of this, crafting your story from the right brain, it's not difficult to do. Number two, knowing how to create a great story. Creating a great story starts with the end in mind. First, find a familiar object that you think that your client can relate to or your prospect can relate to. If your prospect is a farmer, create a story about something that's farm-related, such as growing corn. If the client is or a prospect is an executive that likes to sail, make it about sailing. Next, Look at similar ways or look at ways that the familiar object relates to your product or your service or your concept. One example might be to look at a four-lane highway relating to a, a diversification between those four cars and diversification in the investments that you're going to recommend. Finally, make the story end on a related note, tying in the product and service with the object in the story, such as Diversifying your money over four different styles of mutual funds is kind of like diversifying your journey over four lanes on a highway. You never know which one is the fastest at any specific time, but you'll always have a car in the fastest lane. So, knowing how to create a great story is half the battle. Number three, inserting your great story. Now, in a previous podcast, I talked about the four stages of the pipeline. The initial contact, stage one, the initial contact. Stage two, the first appointment. Stage three, the second appointment where you're closing. And stage four, referrals. You can insert a story in any one of those stages, but I wouldn't start out that way. In fact, what I would do is wait until you're sure that this person doesn't understand what you're talking about. And one way to find out if they do understand is just to ask, has anybody ever explained what a blank is to you? 
In other words, have a good introduction to your story. You might be surprised at how many people <laughs> tell you that they actually don't understand and that nobody's ever explained. I had a woman once, years ago, sitting down with her husband and I, and I said, how long have you had mutual funds? And she said, 40 years. And her husband shook his head yes. And I said, has anybody ever explained what a mutual fund is to you? And she looked at her husband and she looked at me and said, no. And I said, would you like me to explain it? She said, yeah. <laughs> the point is, is that by asking if anybody has ever explained blank to them, it helps you to be able to start the story. Number four, create your own storybook. You might be surprised at how many advisors and agents and wholesalers have told me that they can tell a great story. And you might be surprised at when I ask, have you ever sat down to write out that story? And they'd say, no. Do you have a system or a process for telling a great story? And they'd say, no. You see, to be a great storyteller, you need to write your story down and practice it over and over again. One way to do this is to create your own storybook, a storybook that has at least five different products and services that you provide, and knowing how to put those stories together that you can tell these stories at any time. You see, when you start to brainstorm the top five or even ten products and services that you provide, you'll start to get an idea of what stories you need to tell. Next, find an object or objects that you believe you can craft a story around. And then, write your story out. Put together a storybook. And once you do that, it won't take you very long before you've really got these stories down. And you can make a great presentation and people can connect to your stories. The top five story-based telling stories. So, I said we'd cover three things in this podcast. First, the importance of story-based selling, so that you understand why a story creates connections. Second, the four solutions for story-based selling, so that you would know how to overcome common challenges when using story-based selling. Now what we're going to talk about are the top five story-based selling stories, so that you know how to take these stories and apply these. <laughs> but before we jump into that, let me explain how to craft a great story. And that's what we're going to do next. The four steps to crafting a great story-based selling story. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take you through a formula, a formula that I created. Four steps. They're super simple, but it's going to help you to have a template so you can create your own storybook. Here are the steps. Intro story-based selling statement, story, and close. Super simple. Intro, story-based selling statement, story, close. Let me take you through what these are all about. Intro, every great story needs an introduction to set up the story. If you're using an analogy story, a story that uses analogies as the central theme, you can simply use something like this. Has anybody ever explained what a blank is to you? So that's the intro. And then we go into the second step, the story-based selling statement. Now there's four types 
of stories, analogies, metaphors, experiences, and what I call the reverse experience story. Let me explain each of these. We talked about analogies. A blank is like a blank. We talked about metaphors. A blank is blank. But the experience story, you could sprinkle in your story-based selling statement such as this. It reminds me of a client that I had a few years ago who, and then you go to step three, the story. But a reverse experience story isn't about your experience. It's not about your story. It's about their story. Super powerful. In fact, years ago, I had asked a woman that was in one of my group coaching programs, do you tell stories? And she said, no, I don't, but my clients do. And I was a little shocked. And I said, what do you mean? And she said, well, here's an example. If I were going to explain what long-term care insurance is, I wouldn't just tell them what it is or tell a story. I would ask questions. And I said, okay, go on. And she said, well, I'd ask a question like this. Has anybody ever explained what long-term care insurance is? So she had a good intro. And then if they said no, she would simply ask, well, have you ever known anybody to go to a nursing home? Anybody in your family or any friends? And if they said, yeah, tell me a little bit about it, she'd listen to the story. Well, it was my father-in-law. He was in a nursing home. How long ago was that? Uh, it, was, it was probably about 10 years ago. How long was he in there? Oh, probably for about five years. Was it expensive? And she'd just keep asking questions. And they would get to the point where they would tell her the story. She'd pull it out of them. And then she'd say, well, I'm kind of curious. Do you think it's going to cost less or more if you go to a nursing home, let's say in five to 10 years from now? And they'd say more. And she'd say, exactly. How do you want to pay for that? And they'd say, I don't know. Well, that's why we want to take a look at long-term care insurance. See, long-term care insurance will help you pay for it. It's insurance for you when you need to go to a nursing home. Let me explain what I mean. And then they would be listening because they told a story. And it's powerful. So <laughs> back to the four steps. Intro, story-based selling statement, which could be an analogy, a metaphor, an experience, or a reverse experience story. And then you go to step three, the story. So the story is obviously the, the heart of story-based selling. Take your time to create a great story. You have to create a great story, visuals, facts, you know, quotes, if you need to, questions. Pull people into the story. And that takes us to the last step, which is really the close. The close is simply a way to understand if the prospect or the client gets the story. And it could be super simple. It could be a three-step process like this. Does this make sense? Do you have any other questions? Are you comfortable moving ahead? It can be that easy. But when you use the four steps to crafting a story-based selling story, you can use this as a template to create your own storybook. And that is how you do story-based selling. The top five story-based selling stories. So we are going to go through five stories, and I'm going to tell you the story behind the story in some of these, and we're going to walk through the process. Intro, story-based selling statement, story, and close. By the time we're finished, you're going to fully understand how to do story-based selling, and you're going to get good at it. In fact, I believe that you can master story-based selling. 
So let's jump into the first story. Story number one, the financial ladder story, uncovering assets. Now, this is a story that I did years ago when I was uncovering assets, when I was in production as a financial advisor. And it's a great story when you want to find out what someone has anywhere. And you want to find out everything that they have. And here's how it goes. You start off with the intro like this. Has anybody ever explained what your financial ladder is? And most likely they'll say, no, they've never heard of it. And you jump into number two. Step two, story-based selling statement. You know how a ladder helps you go from the ground floor to as high up as you need? Yeah. Well, do you know that each rung of the ladder has to be strong enough, otherwise you're going to fall and get hurt? Yeah. Well, let me show you your financial ladder. And by then, they're interested. <laughs> they're intrigued. You go to step three, the story. So this is a ladder, and you draw both sides of the ladder, and a rung at the bottom and a rung at the top. Now, if you need money for the bills, where do you get it? And they're going to say checking account. So you write checking on the very first rung and continue the process. So let's say there's no money in the checking account. Where do you go? Well, I go to the savings account and write savings on the second rung. What about no money in the savings account or checking account? Well, I'd go to the money market account and write money market. Okay, that one's gone too. Where would you go? Well, I'd probably go to my mutual funds, and then I'd go to my 401k, and then I'd probably pull money from my house. I don't know. Great. So we understand that you have a financial ladder. Let's see how strong it is. Now that we know that you have a financial ladder, let's talk about the strength. How much do you have in your checking account? The prospect might say, well, 20000 So you write down 20000 on that first rung. How about your savings account? Well, four, 40000 So you write down 40000 how about your money market account? Now, here's the interesting part. I literally had a woman say to me, 230000 in a money market account. And I said, why do you have so much money in the money market account? She said, I inherited it and didn't know what to do with it. So I just stuck it there three years ago. I said, great. We'll talk about that in a second. And we went all the way up the ladder to her mutual funds <laughs> and actually to her 401k and so on. And after all of that, I said, well, look, this is a strong financial ladder, but I'm a little confused here. Do you have $230,000 worth of emergencies that are coming up? And she said, no. And I went in for the close. Step four, based on your financial ladder, what do you think is the best course of action to keep it right where it is or move it up the ladder so it can grow for you? And she said, move it up the ladder. What are we going to put it in? And I said, that's what we're going to talk about next week. Story number two, the mutual fund story, <laughs> understanding mutual funds. Now, this is an interesting story. It's a story that I learned and ironically, I told the next day. <laughs> so here's what I mean. We're going to go through the four steps. I'm going to show you the story and I'll tell you the story within the story. But one day. I was sitting down with a couple. They came in, and I was about to go through some recommendations. Here's what I noticed. The minute that I said, so let's take a look at, at what I put together for you, she checked out. She looked out the window. She was gone, mentally. So I said, to try to pull her back in, the intro. 
But before I show you what I put together for you, has anybody ever explained what a mutual fund is? She looked at me and said, no. And I looked at him and he just kind of smiled. And I said, do you mind if I explain what it is? She said, no, that's fine. Then I went into step two with story-based selling statement. A mutual fund is kind of like a grocery bag. She kind of looked at me strange. Then I went into number three. You know, and I looked out the window where she had looked before. There's only a couple of things she could have been looking at. The parking lot, which I didn't think that was it. <laughs> the lake, it might have been. And the grocery store. So I took a shot and I said, do you ever go grocery shopping at that grocery store? And she said, yeah, we're actually going to go there right after this. And I said, oh, okay, good. That's what she was thinking about, going grocery shopping. And I jumped into the story. When you go to that grocery store after you leave here, you're going to buy products that you know. In fact, you're going to buy products, you probably have a list. And she said, I do. <laughs> I just wrote it before we came here. I said, great. So picture this, you're going to walk through the aisles and you're going to pick up products that you know, like Coca-Cola, Kellogg cereal, maybe some GE light bulbs, I don't know. And if you bought a piece of these companies, you'd be buying a stock. And she said, I know what that is. Good. That's good. When you go to check out out of that grocery store, the bag boy or the bag girl puts all the products into a, a grocery bag. <laughs> a mutual fund is, is kind of like a grocery bag of stocks or of bonds and Maybe a combination of both. And what I've done is I've created the, the shopping cart that I, I created a portfolio or the shopping cart of six mutual funds that complement each other. They don't duplicate each other. So some of these mutual funds or grocery bags have big companies in them and some have small companies and others, well, they have bonds. And she said, I know what a bond is. And I said, great. But this, this shopping cart or this portfolio is designed specifically for you, not for anybody else, just like your grocery list is for you. It's for your goals, your risk, your time horizon, all of that in mind. Then I went in for the close. Can you see how this makes sense? And she said, oh yeah, I definitely can. And I got the sale. Story number three, the insurance story, understanding risk. Now, this is a story that I've never told, but a client of mine tells it all the time. In fact, he kind of mapped it out, and he told it in a group coaching session that we had. And it goes like this. Intro. Has anybody ever explained what risk is? <laughs> no. Well, number two, story-based selling statement. Insurance is, is like a guardrail. Okay. Oh, story. Number three, story. When you drive on a mountain road, you notice that there's guardrails to prevent you from, from going off the side in case you get into an accident or have a slippery road. You really have two choices when it comes to risk, risking your financial future. You can either drive with guardrails to help you if you have any unforeseen accident, or you drive without guardrails. It's that simple. Okay. Now, insurance is like a guardrail because if, if you want to protect your family in case something happens to you, then you need to make sure that you have the right life insurance. And if you want to protect your finances in case something happens to you and you go to a nursing home, you want to have the right long-term care policy. No matter what you want to protect, 
you can find the right guardrails. That way, you decrease your risk. And then you go in for the close. Can you see why it's so important to have the right guardrails? Yeah. Well, my question to you is, do you want to make sure that you're safe or not safe on this road to financial freedom? <laughs> the point of that story is, is to help them understand that every single thing has risk. And if you want to cover yourself, you have to make sure that you have the right insurance. Story number four, the financial planning story, understanding direction. This is an interesting story because it's very simplistic, but it makes a lot of sense. And here's what I mean. You start off with the intro. So it would go like this. Has anyone ever really explained what a financial plan is? And they might say, well, no, but I think I know. Step two, story-based selling statement. A financial plan is kind of like a rudder on a boat. Step three, story. If you take a small boat across a river, the current could take you off course or even downstream <laughs> to some desti destination that you really don't want to go to. <laughs> but if you have a rudder on a boat, you will at least be able to steer to get to the other side. Now, now a financial plan is like a rudder on a boat because it allows you to stay the course regardless of what kind of environment you're in. And if you have a good financial plan, you have a way to steer your money in this case. And sometimes the, the investment climate might be kind of choppy waters because the market's up and down. Other times, it might be calm or smooth sailing. But regardless of what is happening, you'll have a financial plan to steer the course. Close. Can you see why having a rudder, or in this case, a financial plan, is better than trying to make it across that river on your own? And most likely, they'd say, yeah. And you do a financial plan. Story number five, the IRA story, understanding tax deferral. This is an interesting story because I literally told it today. <laughs> I didn't mean to, but my 16-year-old nephew asked me about investing. And I said, well, do you want to be able to pull the money out or do you want it to grow tax-free and just leave it in there until you're old? <laughs> Not that 65 is old, but at any rate, I had explained to him what tax deferral is. And he's only 16, but my point is, is that I told this story today because it's such an easy story to tell to explain what tax deferral is. And here's how it goes. Step one, intro. Has anybody ever really explained what tax deferral is? No, uh, I don't think so. Why? Step two, story-based selling statement. Tax deferral is kind of like a coffee cup. Okay. Step three, story. Tax deferral is kind of like this coffee cup because we can put water, tea, milk, coffee, or anything else we want to put in it. We can put CDs, stocks, mutual funds, or whatever else we want to put inside what's called an IRA, an individual retirement account. You see, as long as we keep your investments inside the IRA, the government will not tax us on it as it grows. And when we pour the money out or take the money out of the, this vehicle... The government will tax us on it. And that's tax deferral. Close. Can you see why having tax deferral for some of your money 
might be a smart strategy for your long-term investments. And at that point, that person is definitely going to say yes. Now, before we go, let me tell you one last story. It's a story about you. (laughs) In fact, it could be a success story that you write yourself. And I can help you do that. And here's what I mean. This is a story about you, and it can go in one of two ways. One, you continue doing what you're doing, and you'll keep getting what you're getting, and probably not get the level of success that you want. Or two, you could get coaching, (laughs) and your business could go to the next level. Think of it this way. How many Olympic gold medalists have had a coach? That's right, all of them. And why do athletes from the major leagues to the little leagues have a coach? Well, it's because they know the power of having an experienced professional help them get to the top of their game. I can help you get to the top of your game. So, if you'd like to get to the next level, then let's talk. I'm confident you can have success. Well, thank you for listening to this Advisor Solutions podcast. If you liked what you heard, please be sure to subscribe so you can listen each week. Also, check us out on the web at advisorsolutionsinc.com. And finally, if you like what you heard and you want to know more about the Advisor Solutions group coaching program or the Advisor Solutions individual coaching programs, please email me at dan at advisorsolutionsinc.com. I would be happy to set up a free coaching session if that's what you'd like. Again, that's Dan at advisorsolutionsinc.com. Please join us next week as we help advisors and agents build a better business, one solution at a time. (laughs) 